I mean, they want to say the Raiders are dirty. Yeah, 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 yeah we're dirty. Yeah. What are you going to do with that? Welcome back to Wrong Side Right Result for the first week of the regular season. It's what we've all been building towards. I know John's excited. Uh, he's, Very. <laughs> he's uh, really excited. He's as excited for the Brown season as I am for the Lions season. And uh, evidence of that was Thursday night. What a great win. Oh, yeah, man. Hey, was that like the best Lions win in the last 30 years? I was trying to think of a bigger one. I don't know. I think knocking Green Bay out of the playoffs last year was, was pretty nice. And Aaron Rodgers' last game as a, as a Packer. That was That's up there. But this one might be the most consequential. Yeah, like that game didn't mean anything. Well, I guess it kind of would build towards this year in yeah. theory, but Absolutely. sometimes it doesn't really pan out. Yeah, and everybody can say, "Oh, Kelsey didn't play. Jones didn't play. I don't care." This is a, no, this throw is a, that away. Get that out of here. Like winning an Arrowhead is is tough. Like, yeah, any it, it it baseline, and you're still playing Mahomes. So that was that was a huge win. Now, that that was a game any Detroit team from the past thirty years would have lost easily. Oh, not a not a question. Yeah. So so still not only did they cover, they just won outright. Yeah, they That's did. The way to do it. Should have put them in your uh, underdog money line parlay for the weekend. <laughs> I, you know, I would have if they hadn't played on Thursday. Yeah, they ruined uh, it with that. I'm going to let um, them cheat a little anyway because that was one of your picks this week. So, I, I know we've heard tons of stuff the last couple games or days about that game. What uh, you have any any specific thoughts? Uh, I really liked the fourth down call in the in the early going on the 20 yard line going for it crazy but it, i mean it worked yeah he's that set the tone i think for probably what's going to be a crazy season for them um didn't really like some of the calls at the end kicking field goals and, and going for it in weird spots um but i thought you know when they got down most teams former especially lions teams would have just folded and that was when they got down 14 7 after mahomes went 55 yards in three plays after third and 16 then I yeah, like, normally they would pick up the you know pick up the stakes of the tent and head out, but they yeah. they just kept playing. They did, and they got that big that big pick six, you know, which should have been a catch. <laughs> and I used to make fun of Campbell, but it, I guess it, you can win, if you can win that game, you're a decent coach. Yeah, I think he's he's impressed me starting last help. year, and I think the team's really bought in. I think he's got definite buy-in from the players. So now my worry my worry is golf doesn't scare anybody. You know, there's, you know, you get, you get, you're down seven in the fourth quarter with two minutes to go. Are you really worried that golf's back there? I mean, you could, you could definitely have worse options. Yeah, you can have worse, but yeah. and it's just like, not someone that hey, strikes fear. The good, they, Gibbs, I know people were shocked that he didn't get the lion's share of the carries, but he, he looked, when he had the ball, he looked really good. Oh, he's, so, yeah, he was quick. He was shifty. Uh, I I, his, his, I had heard an interview where his idol is Barry Sanders, and I immediately felt old. <laughs> was he was he was he born before Barry Sanders retired? I'm afraid to ask that question. <laughs> I don't even. Oh, I'd have to look that up. <laughs> um, takeaways like if you took Kelsey in fantasy, like I I know he didn't play, but my God, like they he's clearly so important to their offense. Absolutely, he is going to be getting. So many looks this year. And then inversely, if you took Kadarius Tony or Sky Moore with one of your picks, like <laughs> man, that's just, like, that was a wasted pick. Sorry. Yeah. Tony, like, man, Tony, those guys are just doing nothing out there for Mahomes. And Tony you know, was minus like, two point five expected points per target. That's a that's insane. And 
you know, when when um, Tyreek Hill, when they were like, you know what, we don't, we can't afford to give you a big contract, sorry, and everybody thought they were going to drop off. I guess it just took a year. Like if they don't have Kelsey out there, they've got nothing, no. and that's bad. And now let me play devil's advocate for a second because everybody's like, oh man, the Chiefs. So they were missing their their best defensive player. They were missing their best offensive player. And it basically took a, a pass that should have been caught, turned into a pick six for them to lose this game, right? Right. So I am thinking, you know, I, let's not throw dirt on the Chiefs because I, I don't know when Kelsey's coming back, but it doesn't sound like he's going to be out for too long, right? And I've right. heard nothing to that effect. Mm-hmm. So you could probably, assuming the Chargers win Sunday, if, if you wanted to take the Chiefs at a little bump to win the division, I, I think that would not be a stupid thing to do. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see that. You know, We'll see what happens there. Um, Chargers happen to be one of my picks this week, um, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, I've got them on my list, but uh, not not one of my, my five picks. Yeah, we'll see what happens if, if it happens. And, and yeah, we'll see what the odds are on Monday. That'd be pretty interesting to look at. Um, I think I think I'd agree that I think it's a better win for the Lions, and it's not a bad loss for the Chiefs. Massive, massive win for the Lions, and you know there was a lot of hype for the Lions, and they delivered. Good. For, that's coming the, the opening game of the season, going to the defending Super Bowl champs, winning that game. That's huge. I was impressed with how many Lions fans were in the stands. That was surprising. <laughs> to <me>. Well, everybody's <laughs> excited that they're supposed to be good this year. Yep. All right, so uh, we'll get into our picks this year. John and I rank our top five. Um, full disclosure, we are, I think we mentioned it before, we are in a contest together uh, with several others. Uh, final number to be determined. <laughs> we're in, so we're in two different yeah. contests, uh, which I think is good for conversation because we're in one where it's ranked choice, where we pick every game. Yep. And then, um, you know, you, you rank them one to 16 based on how many points you want that game to count for. And that's good because you could just throw, you know, if you don't like five, like I, I have thoughts on a few of the games, but you just toss them to the bottom if you're not real sure. Yep. And then we're in our, our actual, you know, super friends pick contest. It's called where you pick five games against the spread. And um, it's just those five games that matter for anything. Um, I'm in one more pool where you pick a game and you get that many points that the team wins by. And that pool will just drive you crazy. <laughs> but um, like, I'll just mention that as we go through which game I picked, but you can only pick the team once for the, for the first right. nine weeks. And then you can double their total. It's, 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 it's the, I don't even know why I do it because it's, it's so frustrating. If you could pick the blowout every week, you would be a billionaire obviously, mm-hmm. but it just seems so easy in retrospect. And yeah. when you pick a team and they lose and you get negative points, it will drive you insane. Now, if you lose, you get lost. double. You get negative points. Yes. That's rough. And then there you bring game theory in because everybody is going to go with the biggest favorite in general. So then you got to try to, you know, zag on everybody's yep. zig and like, well, everybody's going to take this game. So I'm going to try to take this game this week. And um, I've actually won a couple times and placed a couple times, but I've been doing it for years and it's probably not worth it. It's very frustrating. You know, f- funny story. I won the I won the pick them where you re rank all of them. I won that one year. And I won it by not changing the order of any picks. All right. I just, I just picked. Just blind luck. Well, yep. That makes us all stupider. Yep. You know, full disclaimer, like picking games and predicting the future is hard. So, you know, hold your angry emails. Like if you take, if you get three right out of five every week, you will win the contest going away. 
Yes. It is so difficult to pick games correctly. And the people that do it professionally, like if they get 55% right, like they're, that's, that's the dream. Like yep, it's, that's a winning that, year for them. That is long-term. You're making money. That's what you're hoping to get 55%. And it's just predicting the future is hard. It's, it's a ball that's pointy on the end and weird things happen. So you can, even if you're on the right side, like the ball can pop out and your team cannot cover for stupid reasons. So it's just, it's, um, it's hard. It's hard to get these right. It is. And, uh, I think part of this exercise, at least that I went into it starting this podcast was to learn a little more, learn a little more about football, learn a little more about gambling theory. Um, Absolutely. And Hey, the, the most profitable thing might be to take what we're saying and then do the opposite. Let's be honest. <laughs> that, is, that is always, always a profitable move long-term. Um, and the way I do, I, I don't know how you do your picks. The way I do it is basically I, you know, we, I kind of guess the lines like we did. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was surprised at how far I was off on some of them. But then I, you know, I'm like, well, I really like these games. And then I try to dig into, you know, what are the professional betters leaning towards? And if they're against me on a, on a game, I still might take that side, but then I, I definitely drop it down on the list. Yeah. And if they're with me on a side that I really like, I'm like, okay, well, this is definitely going to be one of, one of my picks. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm not afraid to go against them in, um, in some instances, like, uh, for instance, I like Baltimore this week, but I've just dropped it down. Um, significantly. Yep. I so took them I off my list. They were on my five. And I dropped yeah. Them off. So where, where do you want to start? Uh, we'll start with your five, your your top pick, and I know I know you've been dying to get to this one. He is grinning ear to ear on our video call. Go ahead, maybe Johnny. We should, maybe we should go five to one. Yeah, we are going five to one. This is your biggest one. Oh, I, I'm in one to five. Like oh, one to five. All right. Five. What's your What's your pick that you've got in on your well, you're, that you're not for, you're not you're not really confident in? Well, my number my one my one star is the Browns. So. Oh, okay. You and me both. Oh God, Bob, what are you doing to me here? No, no, no. One is one is the bottom. Oh, all right, good. That's perfect. Let's yeah. keep it that way. I prefer <laughs> here on the Bengals, quite honestly. <laughs> no. Uh, and John and I were talking before. Uh, I am not a big trend guy. Um, I think they can be statistical anomalies. Uh, rule one of statistics is correlation or causation. Correlation does not equal causation. So just because something is correlated doesn't mean that the reason it happens is what you think it is. You could really find like cherry pick data to, yep. to prove anything you want. Is, but is what but this down. trend, this trend is pretty long term and pretty solid to about eighty percent winning, which over fifteen years is insane. Uh, since two thousand eight, home dogs in divisional games in week one. Yes, this sounds very specific, but professional gamblers like to get very specific, at least the ones I listen to. Uh, they are winning against the spread at a clip of 21 and 6. Divisional dogs in general are are good, uh, but, but week one, you really don't know a lot about the teams and you're kind of just going off of last year and a lot changes year to year in the NFL. So if you're, if you're getting points and it's a divisional game and you've got a home dog, it's just logical that you would, that you should take that team. But for, for the game that obviously um, that I love, um, I guess I'll just get right into it. Uh, I've, I've waited this at 16 and I'm not just being a homer here. Uh, the Browns are giving points to the Bengals. 
Joe Burrow, one and three against the Browns. They they just do not match up well against the Browns for whatever reason. Um, I would say the Bengals are the team that the the Browns are just they they tend to play them well every time. And um the professional money is very heavy on the Browns as well, which, mm-hmm. which makes me feel good about my choice. Um, I'm not just being a square here, a homer square, though that's that's really what I am. So that's a great combination, by the way. <laughs> this is I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be on the Browns every week. I swear. No. I, I swear I I will not definitely be on them in many weeks, but this is the week that you have to take the Browns. You have to. Everything says. Also, by the way, Burrow didn't play in preseason. I don't know if anybody noticed that. A lot of and, starters didn't, though. You no, know, there was a little bit of stuff like, is he just like not? Is he kind of holding out, but not really holding out for a new contract? Yeah, I had some, it was I like, had no, some get out yeah. of here. And I'm now I'm like, was he really like? Was he actually doing that? Like, yeah, you know, when you sign the richest contract in league history, it looks like you might have been. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hey, good for him. Um, he's obviously great. I just don't think this is a game they're going to win. I really like the Browns as ridiculous as that is, but um, I think the Browns win this game as I've, I've said many times. So we probably shouldn't, shouldn't uh, dwell too long on this one. Nope. I will be sending John texts at about one 30 on Sunday. If this goes sideways, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's it, it's not outside the realm of possibility, but I, I agree. I think the, the, as much as the Bengals beat up on teams like the Ravens and the Chiefs, they just can't seem to get it together against the Browns. Burrow can't. And uh, so we got to take the Browns here, plus two. Uh, John, your four-star, your four-weight of the five, your second highest. Um, is this one that you have as well? It is. I have them as my two, so second from the bottom of the five. You have That's a second from the top, so we seem to be going in mirror images here. But it's another, it's another trend. It's the Steelers. Um, this one, it's it's so obvious. It's almost scaring me a little bit. Um, Mike Tomlin, fourteen five and two ATS as a as an underdog and at home, and then thirteen and eight outright winning the game. Um, you've got a Niners team that, I, I, without Bosa, you'd love this more, obviously. Yes, but they do have some questions. Um, the the Steelers actually have more more bets on them, but by by far more money is on the Steelers. So the sharp betters like the Steelers here as well. I, it's not good to be on a public dog generally, but this is one that you have to take. A public dog being a do- an underdog that the public likes. Which yeah, is, Steelers are a public team. They have it's a big an uncommon family. phenomenon, and it's usually the kiss of death when the public is is loading up on the underdog. Uh, normally, that team just gets demolished, but in this case, um, I, I you just have to take the Steelers. We talked about it. Um, this is a game I love. You're getting Mike Tomlin, who once again, as an underdog at home, fourteen five and two. I, that's that's how insane. do you feel that? Yeah, absolutely. So this is one where if the Niners just smother them, you're going to feel stupid. But this is definitely the the right side. You, you can't be yeah. right every game. This is the game that you have to take the Steelers. Steelers. Last year was a quote unquote down year for them, and they were in the playoff hunt right to the last week. And they, I think, they I do think Kenny Pickett's going to be a good quarterback. I've heard a lot of people saying, like, oh, I've got the Steelers in the playoffs, or I've got the Steelers in the AFC championship. I'm like, come on, like, enough already with the Steelers. <laughs> like, they got to have a few down years here, right? Please. Yeah, but you've, they're down years. They're still hyper competitive. 
And let's not forget who the who the Niners lost to in their opening week last year. And I've been talking the Bears. Up the, well, that was in a monsoon. I know, I mean, but still, weird things happen in week one. That game away. Uh, I've also I also saw. I keep saying this is like the best division in football. The the total for the projected wins, you know, the under over for the four teams in the AFC North is the highest since like the early two thousands for the division. So yeah, I'm not just making that up. There, it's definitely a good division. Um, it's going to be a dogfight. It would be better for the Browns if the Niners won this game. Hopefully they win it by one, and then everybody's happy. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go to my five-star. Uh, my biggest pick of the week is the Vikings, minus five and a half. Oh, okay, <laughs> we're, we're going to be different on this one. Yep. At least, you, it's not, at least it's not in your top. You make the case. Um, I think the Vikings, it's more of a bet against Tampa Bay than it's than a bet for the Vikings, to be quite honest with you. I just don't think Tampa's going to be good. I don't think their Baker Mayfield is good. Uh, Minnesota's a legitimately hard place to play. They have one of the few genuine home advantage, home field advantages uh, in the NFL. Uh, it's a it's not a primetime game, so you can kick that factor out with Cousins. He's not very good in primetime. Notoriously um, bad. But they didn't lose anything on offense and. Uh, they may actually, they have a new defensive coordinator um, and they may be better on defense, but I think they're, and this line has come down. This line was, I want to say six and a half. It's now yeah, five. We're six and a half in the contest, Bob. That's, that's a lot. Um, <laughs> you know why it's come down and why I switched because I am not the kind of guy that's, in, that's, you know, I'm open to changing my mind. And I also think Tampa is going to be garbage and I hate Baker May- Mayfield, but the sharp betters love this side. Um, I'm looking right now. The Buccaneers are getting almost 80% of the money. Um, and in our picks contest, uh, I don't have it right in front of me, but the, the it was like 80% of the people are picking the Vikings to cover. And when you have that combination of things, that, that that's bad. Yeah. Um, the, the thought process being that the Vikings played way over their heads last year. They won a lot of one-score games. And Baker Mayfield, while he is not a great quarterback, he's got two good receivers here, and keeping it within a touchdown is is certainly likely, I guess, is the thought process. So I moved this game down. I switched from Minnesota to Tampa. Um, I don't love it, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue against the people that know more than me here. They see that that Baker, who over his career has been poor against the spread, but I think they they think that giving him this many points is a bad idea. Yeah, I, I, this is a, this is a situation, and I could be way wrong. I often am, but I think they're outthinking themselves. I think. Fair enough. Like I, I said, I, I also had the exact same thought as you, so maybe that's a bad thing. Um, <laughs> but I, hearing the rationale, I've dropped this game down, and I've switched over to Tampa. I'm like, okay, I guess I can buy that. Um, but I, I do think the the Vikings win the game, obviously, uh, and I, I just. I don't want to have to cover that six and a half. Yeah. In the contest. If you're, if you're going to bet it live right now, it's five and a half, five and a half. Now, see, now you're, now you're making it hard. Like the line is kind of settled. So six is not that crazy covering by six. Um, what else you got? I got the chargers minus three against the dolphins, uh, is my four star. In our contest, it's two and a half. Um, I yeah. like that game a lot. I just there's a, there's a couple games I like better. I love it even better at two and a half. So 
Well, the Dolphins, I think it's their, I want to say their right tackle is out now too, which bodes well for the, for the chargers. Um, the chargers beat them last year, if I'm not mistaken, pretty soundly. I don't know why it opened at two and a half. We were both puzzled at that. Yeah, we're both really settled confused. at three. So I, I think the chargers match up well against the dolphins. Um, I don't think that we're, um, we're going against the, the sharp betters there either. Um, I think they're on our same side, but we're, um, we're doing okay here. Hang on. I got a barking dog. I think I got to address that situation. <laughs> um, let me just look up the odds. Um, yeah, 50, 63% of the tickets are on the Dolphins, but 57% of the money is on the Chargers. So that tells you that you want to be on the Chargers in this situation. There you go. Uh, I'll be right back. Okay, sorry. My very old dog wanted to know what I was up to down here. That's all right. Got to take care of the family. So, yes, I, I do like that that game. I just don't have it as one of my, one of my favorite five. All right. So uh, one that you like that I am staying away Big time from is your three your three weight your uh, your third highest pick, uh, the Patriots. John's got the Patriots. I believe they're laying or getting four and a half. Getting four and a half in the yeah. contest. It's down to four live. I'm surprised it hasn't moved further. Um, this is just you know just yeah, give me your pick because this is an on my list. Fifteen and eight ATS as a home underdog. Um. Interestingly enough, last season they were 0-3 at home. So that used to be 15 and 5, and now it's <laughs> it's dropped a bit. Uh I'm surprised but I, he I, has that many home dog games. I you know, I was surprised as well, but you know, he's been coaching forever. So yeah, that's his entire career. Oh, Browns um, too, then. Okay. I'll uh, making more sense. I'll I'll take um I'll Oh no, that's just as his Patriots coach. It is crazy that they're that they've played that many games as a dog at home. Yeah, well, I mean, there's some, been some games where Tom Brady was hurt or, or for whatever reason. It must have all been the season he was out. <clears throat> this is another one. Sixty-five percent of the the people choosing are on the Eagles versus sixty percent of the money is on the Patriots. Like it's a home, it's a home dog. It's a game that I feel like the Patriots have been preparing for. And you just you can't get Belichick three and a half points at home when his team is at full strength. I think that's a mistake. Fair enough. I stayed away because uh, I want to see the Patriots score some points. So before I start picking them to, uh, I want to see if they can cross midfield. That's and, fair. Um, and the Eagles, just, the Eagles defense is no joke. So I, the Eagles defense is definitely no joke. I'm expecting an ugly game, but I I'm getting four and a half points in our yep, contest. Absolutely. So I am I am taking that. There you go. Uh, my three weight uh, was playing the uh, playing the trend that we talked about earlier of uh, divisional home dogs in week one. I'm taking the Jets on Monday night plus two and a half. Aaron Rodgers, Jets and home debut against the Bills. So a divisional rival. Um, not on John's list, so I'll just go right ahead. I think the Jets, I think they beat them outright, honestly. The Jets... Did they beat the Bills last year? I think they did beat the Bills one game last year with basically me and John playing quarterback. <laughs> hey man, um, I'm not bad. You are not bad. You are, you know, more DK Metcalf receiver type. I like to but, stay in the pocket and just fire the ball around. Well, you, you, you like to scamper. I do. I like to make, I like to extend the plays. I like to exactly. move, use my legs. But I mean, now they have, they have Aaron Rodgers. Their defense is still stellar. Um, 
So you're giving me two and a half in a divisional game at home. You know, you made me look bad last week by saying that the Bills were giving two and a half to the, or the Jets were, you know. Yeah, I read that wrong. I apologize. So I was really confused. And I keep going back and forth on this game because my first instinct was take take the Bills. And then the, the Sharps are on the Bills because they're giving points and it's a divisional game. And I, I guess the Jets line matches up really well against the Bills line. So um, I'm, I am, I'm kind of like shrugged on this game. Like I've gone from the Jets to the Bills, back to the Jets, back to the Bills. And I'm like, you know what? I, the Jets is probably the smart side, but I'm, I've just moved that game way down. Like I, whatever. Let me see what happens and we can talk about, we can talk about next week, next week. So you're, you kind of cheated. No, you didn't cheat. I know you picked them, but this was being uh, recorded after the game. You picked Detroit as your fourth. That one was easy because you're getting t- I, the line that we got was six and a half. And once you heard Kelsey was out, um, it just wasn't hard to talk yourself into the Lions. Um, and that line started really chugging down when that news came out. Yep, sure did. I think it closed at uh, three and a half in some places. Yeah, like. I, at a, at, a, at a point when you've lost your best player on offense and defense, you, you gotta you gotta just take the the dog. Um, and and like I said, I was surprised. Like the Chiefs played pretty well without those two players. In in fact, I don't know that it really helped Jones's case to get a new contract because it's not like the Lions ran all over him. Nope. No, their but, defense looked really good. Nevertheless, like it's that's six and a half is a huge amount to cover when your best offensive player is is out. Yeah, aside from Mahomes, obviously. So um, that that became an easy pick, and I'm surprised it wasn't one of your five. No, I I just didn't I didn't throw it in there because it was a Thursday game, so I was trying to play fair because we're recording this on Friday night or Saturday night. So fair enough. Well, mine. Uh, but I did in the contest in the rankum contest. I did pick them, and I think I had them at eleven. Out of sixty, I don't normally take the um. I don't normally take the Thursday game, um, just because I feel like so many things can happen between Thursday and Sunday that that you get a huge difference in the in the spread that's locked in versus what the spread is. But this is one of those situations where right before the game, you know, you got the, this the line slid two points, so yep, two three points. I'm definitely going to take it. I do want to point out that John, that we're talking about closing line value. Uh, John talked himself out of the Lions at six and a half and then talked them into the Lions at three and a half. So hey, hey, every year, every year we do this thing where the you you have this fun visiting team with the Super Bowl champs, and you're like, oh man, they're gonna be good, and you take them, and then they usually lose by a lot, and then you feel stupid and you do it every year anyway. And this year, hey, the underdog came through. So that's right. You were probably a little worried at halftime. It took a key injury (laughs) to a player, and (laughs) literally the receiver had the ball in his hands. Let's be honest. Oh, he did. That being a pick six for Mahomes, he must be so mad. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's what it took. Hey, you know what? It counts. Wrong side, right result. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, This is proving that we're not picking winners here. John's number, number five pick this week is one star. Uh, John, you want to go ahead with the uh, Arizona Cardinals pick here? Okay. This is spell just, this out for the, this is the 20 listeners. Um, I talked about this last week. Washington should not be favored by seven over anyone. We're getting six and a half in the contest. Um, this is so 
let's just break this down. Would you say the average person that that bets on games and picks football games is good or bad at it? I'd say they're bad at it. Exactly. <laughs> the average person is really bad at this, right? Okay. I have I'm looking right now, 81% of the people on CBS are taking Washington. Okay. So that's point one. Um and uh to to I was already on Arizona and then it turns out Chase Young is out. And I mean, that's not a surprise, right? He's out all the time, but he was not supposed to be out for this game. And now he is. Um, I'm getting an Arizona Cardinals team that I think Josh Dobbs is going to be the quarterback. I don't, have they announced it yet? It's not like I follow Arizona. Yeah, I think, I think they've announced Dobbs is the starting quarterback. Okay. Like he can run around a little bit. He can make plays. He's a, a, um, he's actually a, a rocket scientist, so you don't have to be a rocket scientist to pick up a playbook real quick, but he actually is. Yeah, so, he is one. <laughs> yeah. So I think he's going to have the, the basic playbook down, and he can run around. And it's it's going to be one of two things here. It's going to be a really ugly game where Arizona hangs in there, and if you took Washington for your survivor pool, if you took Washington to cover, if you got him in your money line parlay, you were going to be sweating bullets. Because you're going to say, how is this possible? What's going on? Um, you know somebody's going to ruin that money line parlay. Um, and that's that's what I think is going to happen here. Uh, option two is that Washington just steamrolls them and everything I just said is totally wrong. And that could certainly happen as well. But 81% of the people picking games think that's going to happen. And thus, I'm going the other way. Straight contrarian. Um, sometimes being a contrarian is is sensible. Sometimes it is. Yes. And this you have is one good of those reasons. Hey, can be once it crosses any game that crosses the 80 20 threshold, it's time to really start looking at the, at the, at the under 20% side. Right. Because the, the sports book are like, you know what? Uh, no, we're going to keep the line right here. That's yeah. what they're saying. Like we're keeping the line right here. You guys keep throwing all your money on that side. That's fine. We're okay with that. So I'm taking, I'm taking the sports book side here. I'm going to be on the other side of the counter. You're you're Opening betting on the twenty-story casino side, exactly, and uh, not let's on the five-dollar lobster buffet side. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so it's not like I'm in love with the Cardinals. I'm just I'm just thinking here logically that uh, the average person is stupid when it comes to this. Yes. How about um, that? How about the Redskins for teaser? Tease them down to one. Bob, my God, you're not supposed to call them the Redskins for God's sake. <laughs> the Commanders. Sorry. Um, how embarrassing for you! It is. Um, I, I, I forty I'm, forty plus years of calling them that. Sorry, I'm sure a lot of people are taking them on a tease along with the Vikings is the other obvious one, and um, the people that tied that to the Chiefs already got burnt, so they're probably just taking back in their pockets and <laughs> doing it again. Um, I I am not doing that. I I think it's quite possible that the commanders lose this game somehow, some way. So I'm sticking, I'm just staying away. I don't, I don't see that as a possibility. They could absolutely, you know, win the game by 30. Uh, hey, may, maybe Sam Howe is, is amazing. Um, I just haven't seen him. And quite frankly, I don't think I will be seeing him because that's the one, uh, one o'clock game time. Right. Uh, yeah. So I won't be watching much of that game, <laughs> but I hope it's the ugly affair that I'm expecting. You, uh, if the Cardinals do win that game, he could be the first head coach to be fired after one game for winning a football game. Yeah, I mean, the guy's already on the hot seat, right? Yeah. You're like, dude, you had one job, lose all your games. Couldn't even do that. 
All right. So we, we oh, I was talking about Ron Rivera. Oh yeah. No, uh, I mean, sometimes these teams try to tank and they don't tell the players, they just do their best and yeah. the players don't, you know, they don't want to tell the players you have to lose. Um, like the owner of the dolphins told his coach, like, Hey, could you lose a few games for us? And then he got all mad and, you know, went public with it. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. You don't, you don't tell them to lose. You just make it so that it's really, really hard to win. Exactly. Um, that, that was the Brown strategy for a decade. <laughs> a decade plus. So we got all of our top five in, uh, John's got the Browns, Steelers, Patriots, uh, Lions already a win. And the Cardinals. Uh, I also have the Browns and Steelers. Uh, he's got them at the top of his list. I got them at the bottom of my five. And then I've got my top three of the Vikings, Chargers, and Jets. Uh, so we'll see who does best. Any other, yeah, games, any other games that you want to talk out? Oh yeah, that's what I was just asking you. Yeah. Um, some games that I I'm I've kind of got in the middle of my pack that I'm not as infatuated with as I was when we. When we originally did um, our podcast on, I don't know, was that Monday or Tuesday? So there's um, the Giants being three and a half point underdogs to the Cowboys, which I immediately was like, what, are you crazy? So the Cowboys have clobbered them for the last two years. Um, every time they played, the Cowboys have kind of owned them. So while I do like the Giants, um, I am not making it one of my picks. Yep. Kind of got it in the middle of my pack and my ratings. Um, the Rams, I love the Rams. Um, I still like the game. Just the whole Cooper Cup thing, like going to see a specialist, man, that's a real downer. I didn't even know there were such a thing as as a hamstring specialist. Hamstring specialist, yeah. That's a and weird, now it's, right? like, that is weird. And now it's he's out for at least four games now. So yeah, what do you do? Oh, I specialize when people overextend the muscle on the back of their leg and you know tear the fibers a little bit. It's like that's weird. That's and also very specific how bad of a hamstring this yeah that guy must make a lot of money how bad no is this hamstring that he's automatically out for four games so, I, I, well, you can take my rams 12 wins first you know number one seed just burn it like that's not happening like we should just delete that podcast. <laughs> there we go john john is one game and 12 hours away from kickoff on the second set of games and he's already burning his number one <laughs> nfc seed uh yeah, absolutely. Hey, if Cooper Cup is is not himself, and and if you've got a hamstring that's that bad, um, it kind of makes me think it must be torn. But I think they would have said that. And then you know he's out for four weeks already, minimum. Like I just, how are they going to move the ball? Right. I don't. I just don't see that happening. So I still like them to cover five and a half at Seattle. It just seems like a lot of points. But I'm I'm much more nervous about it than I was a week ago. Right. Uh, and then this is another, this is kind of right on the same vein of, of Arizona. It's Indy plus three and a half. Um, 81% of people are taking Jacksonville here. Um, you've got a home dog. And the only thing that it's, it's kind of a, a trend and anti, you know, they've got two trends working against each other. This is a rookie quarterback making his first start that neither of us are crazy about. Right. He's at home. So I'm going to go ahead and um, back the Colts here. Uh, it's a three and a half in our contest. Um, it's, it's up, up to, to four and a half, half now. So it's up means- to four and a half in real yeah. life. If I was getting four and a half, you could certainly talk me into putting that in instead of one of the other games. Um, but I am, uh, I've got it as my 11th ranked game. So definitely still pretty high. Um, but that's, that's more contrarian. Um, yep. I just don't know that the, the, I, I, I certainly, 
don't expect them to win that game, but it, it wouldn't shock me if, if we were totally wrong on Richardson because we're buffoons and he actually looked very good and was running around and Jacksonville got a little tight and lost a game they were expected to win. Yep. They um, do not do well in Indianapolis historically. Generally, no. Not even um, against the spread, just straight up. They just lose. And conversely, Indianapolis does not do well in Jacksonville right. historically. You can always take little little Johnny secret here. You always take the Jaguars when the Colts are playing at Jacksonville. They just, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, they've never won there. Um, I, I would have to look that look. up, but I don't think they've ever won there. Uh, if they've won, it's only been once or twice out of yeah. many years. So I should have looked that up for the podcast, but I don't think we'd spend too much time on that game. Um, oh, here's one that I made fun of you, and um, it turns out you were on the right side. So, Carolina at Atlanta, even though Atlanta is laying more than a field goal, uh, most of the money is on Atlanta just from the rookie quarterbacks on the road making their first start. ATS has been ugly, ugly, ugly. Uh, So Atlanta just, it's a good spot for them. Also, you know, Carolina, like I I mentioned that their core was okay and I'm, I'm really not sure that it is. Also, I, because they're in the NFC South, nobody knows this news, but their best defensive player was holding out. I think his, his name is, is Brian Burns, and he's, uh, as far as I know, did not get a new contract, and I don't think he played at all in preseason, and I don't know if he's playing in this game or not. And even if he does, like, um, it just it's, it's all lining up for Atlanta to clobber them here. Right. Uh, and I've got one more game that we touched on a little bit, uh, that's sort of interesting because it's two. It, once again, it's two trends going against each other here. So the sharps actually like Houston, even though it's a rookie quarterback on the road. Yep. The reason being that when you have a double digit dog in week one, you take it. You don't ask any questions because right. you never. You don't know what you're getting, and NFL teams are closer together than we all want to think they are. So you you take that double digit favorite, and you've got Houston plus ten on the road at Baltimore. It's um, Houston is only 25% of the picks, Baltimore, 75% of the picks. It, this is a hill I'm willing to die on. Um, I am not taking Houston in this game. Nope. Seeing Baltimore demolish teams uh, that are not very good. Uh, I, I obviously we like Stroud. We're homers. Um, I, I know he obviously played pretty well in the peach bowl last year even though that was a hostile environment walking into it with good with the high expectations and i i just don't see it happening here in baltimore it just seems like this moment is is really big and for him as it is with all these rookie quarterbacks making their first start and i just think it's going to eat him alive they're just going to swarm them and I, um, I'm willing to lay the, the, the points. And I actually took this as my game in the picks contest. I think a lot of people are on, uh, the commanders coincidentally or Minnesota. So we'll see those people are trying to zag. This is not a week where I would do that. I'm, I'm solidly on Baltimore here. Right. And I just think they win this game pretty easily. Yeah. I'm interested in the Packers bears game. I want to. I wanna... So I made fun of the I, – I thought that the Bears would be more favored in this game. Um, and then you think about it, and the, the Packers won um, – did they win eight games last year or nine games last year? Yeah. And they've been in the – you know, they were in the playoffs many years before that. They've, they've got a, a solid core. They've got what everybody thinks is a good coach. And the Bears have just not been good. And I joked that they hadn't – beaten the Packers since, you know, 70 years ago. It's actually since 2017, if you want to look it up. That's like 70 years. It feels like 70 years ago, yeah. yeah. 
So it has been a really long time. Sure. And so you've got your core of the Packers still there. And the Bears were what? Uh, they got the first pick last year, let's be they, honest. Yep, now, they had three wins, I think. Yeah, it feels like they were throwing games away intentionally. But at the same time, like you put those two factors together and it, it does make sense that they're not bigger favorites. It's almost crazy that they're in our contest two and a half. Right. And the short betters are thinking the same. They like the Packers in this game. Um, I am, I still have Chicago as my pick. I've just got it way down at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Green Bay came out and beat them and everybody's really sad in Chicago. The only thing I you know, hesitate with the Packers is their, their wide receiver core is just beat up. Yeah, Watson is out. Um, and, you know, that Jordan Love, Jordan Love's not going to have any good people pick. to throw to. I can't remember what the kid's name is, which I should because I took him on one of our teams. Um, they've got a rookie, relatively high pick playing in their slot. I don't know. We'll see what he's made of. But um, it's just the the Green Bay has dominated Chicago for so long. I think everybody is just like, you know what? Show us that you can beat this team. Yeah. And maybe they will. We'll see. I'm interested in the game. It's the afternoon. Yeah, it's an afternoon. There's some weird afternoon games. Patriots are an afternoon. Bears. You do the multi-TV setup? No, I'm, I am currently on vacation staying at my parents' oh. house. So I, I will be doing the TV plus my laptop on my lap. I was going to ask you what your what your games are. Um, I'm definitely going to have obviously the Browns on the main screen, and then auxiliary TV one um, absolutely has to be the Chargers Dolphins. That's a game that's going to be a lot of fun. That is going to be a fun game. um, I'll put on Pittsburgh San Francisco, but I think just out of morbid curiosity, I I will be switching back and forth to Arizona at Washington. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of want to see. Everybody loves a train wreck. (laughs) I don't want to see. Yep, I'll have the Browns Bengals, obviously. Um, and I'm probably going to put the Falcons on. I just want to see what Bijan does. I want to see yeah. if he's worth the hype. I have him in so many of my two. I'll be watching my fantasy stats because <laughs> I have done in one of our leagues, but I, I don't I have very little interest in that in that game. Uh, in the afternoon games, I want I want to watch the Broncos. I want to watch the uh the uh Sean Payton Broncos and see how they come out. Um that's another game that I have ranked low. Um, I, initially I heard that, that, the the smart betters like the, the Las Vegas Raiders, because they're on the, they're, they're in a divisional game and they're getting a decent amount of points, more than three. And then I guess that's kind of shifted to Denver because, uh, of Sean Payton. So I, I guess that means that there's, there's people are all over the place on that game. And that, that makes me want to. I, I think I said last week, like, hey, well, let's just wait and see. And I, I'm solidly on that. Like, let me see what the, the Raiders look like and let me see what Denver looks like. And we'll go from there. Right. It wouldn't surprise me if Denver just demolished them. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Raiders won the game outright. Both neither neither thing would shock me. I just want to see what happens before I, I form an opinion about either team. I will not be watching the Washington Cardinals game. I will look at the score. Stomach, if you can, to handle it. I, but I like football, and that I'm going to watch my nephew's flag football game. And if I oh, miss the right. kickoff for the Washington Cardinals game because of it, I will feel like I won in life. Eh, you're probably not missing much there. No. And then the Sunday night game, Cowboys Giants is going to be really good. And the Monday night game should be really good. So. Did you? Are you on the Cowboys or Giants in that game? Uh, I'm going to take uh, the Cowboys. Okay. Pretty low. I've got they just, the, they just seem to own the Giants. I exactly. I didn't realize that. Uh, but it's 
I'll still take the three and a half with the Giants. I'm I'm a little nervous about it, but I I um that's that's just too much for a team that that yeah. they actually won a game last year in the playoffs. I think it's going to come down to three by kickoff because you're paying a little extra juice for the three and a half right now. It feels like Dallas wins by three, right? And yeah, you're getting that, that. Book in our contest, so that's why I like the Giants. All right, anything else before? Uh, I don't think so, buddy. Put this one in the books and catch up next week and see how bad we did. Yeah, sorry, you're going to have to put elevator music over my dog whining. Nope, that's great. I already actually kind of hummed it, so <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll just put like a dog barking clip. Oh, you know what? I forgot my my. Uh, oh yeah, my yeah. Strange Browns fan of the week. There's Strange Browns fact that happens to be true. By John, I need um, to come up with theme music for this one too. So I, I've mentioned DVOA a few times, and if you don't know what that is, there's a there's a website called Football Outsiders, and they collect data. Um, and uh, they basically will spit out a ranking of all the teams and and how they're doing statistically in all these different categories and who's the best team and who's the worst team. And um, the, you don't really get great data until like the middle of the year because football is just so compressed. You know, you only get 17 games per team and there's only so many plays in every game. It's not like baseball where there's 162 games where you can get good data. But um, the worst beating ever by DVOA and I, I think all Browns fans remember this game. They keep track of all, all the games that have been played in the modern era. The worst beating ever was the Browns' inaugural game against the Steelers in 1999. <laughs> um, and the Browns had, had played preseason. I think they actually won the Hall of Fame game somehow. And everybody was because we're, you know, we, we don't see the world for what it is. I think Browns fans actually thought the Browns would have a chance in this game. Um, so 1999, uh, I just looked up the date, September 12th. So coming up on the yep. uh, the anniversary. I was flying back from Vegas while this game was being played. I remember it. Okay, the Steelers beat the Browns 43 to nothing. And it is statistically the worst beating that any team has ever taken. The Browns could not move the ball a foot. The Steelers just moved the ball at will. They would not let the Browns move the ball. They probably could have won the game 100 to nothing. <laughs> but they started started to ease up on it, you know, just ran out the clock for the second half. And poor Tim Couch. Like, they, oh. the Browns, for some reason, I, I maintain that Tim Couch should have sued the Browns for ruining his NFL career. Um, the Browns threw him in there in the second half of this game for some unknown reason, I don't know, to make the fans happy. And, and that started, you know, his career of just getting crushed by the Who opposing started team. that game at quarterback? Hi, Detmer. Thank okay. you for asking. Yeah. yeah. He was the Browns quarterback <laughs> for the first snap of 1999 <laughs> and um, didn't look great. And it turns out that nobody would have looked great <laughs> behind <laughs> that team. So that's your little Browns fact. Um, statistically speaking, the worst beating in um, the modern era. I'm not quite sure how far this goes back, but I think I want to say it's the early 90s. I think it does uh, go back to like 91. The Steelers beating the Browns in their inaugural game. Statistically speaking, that is the worst beating a team has ever taken. And I think a lot of us Browns fan rem fans remember it fondly <laughs> because we got the Browns back. But man, that was an ugly, ugly game to watch. And that if you really it, bad. To finish, it, honestly, you it finish. felt like a preseason game towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like like a um, high school team playing a professional NFL team is it what did. I would say. It was not good. And the Steelers were not kind about it because it it, it, it was a rivalry and um, they just absolutely demolished us. <laughs> 
Awesome. Uh, Jaden Reed, by the way, is a, is a wide receiver for oh, the Packers. You, you're, you're yeah. Um, what pick was he? Like, what round was he taken? Uh, that I don't know. Um, I want to say it was like second or third round. Um, oh, you know what? He was the 50th overall pick. Like, that's that's a pretty high pick. It was an early pick um, in the second round. Um, well, I guess that would be kind of the, the later half of the second round. But the, the fact remains, it's a second round pick. So you expect things from him. Yeah. So maybe it's not so bad that they uh, that they're losing Watson to a, a hamstring pull. Yeah, yeah. see how so you get to see the rookie in action. Yeah, I kind of want to see what the what the kid can do because yeah. I we don't we don't need to get deep in the weeds with fantasy, but I, I've got to activate someone and I'm going to have to waive someone. And um, if he does nothing, unfortunately, I'm going to have to probably. I, I have him in in, in the Juya League with you. So. Yeah. So we're in this, for anybody that doesn't know, we're in this league that only a psychotic person would be in where there's uh, 16 teams and you have five players on your practice squad and those are college players you draft. And there's really like, it's the deepest league you'll ever play in. And um, you have to activate some of your college players when they go pro. And I have our our boy um, Charbonnet, (laughs) <laughs> and I'm going to have to activate him and, and wave someone else in turn. I don't know who that's going to be. Yep. All right. Now that we've put everybody to sleep with the last. Maybe I'll just edit that part out for everybody. Fantasy, <laughs> yeah. You feel free. Awesome. All right, John. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. Uh, All right, we'll we'll uh, record week two next week and see how wrong we were. Sounds good, bud. All right. Later. Game over, man. Game over.